Hello, welcome to LLG's Random But Real Podcast, where you'll hear conversations about any and all things random with an entree, not a side dish, of mental health advocacy. I use my performance, communication, and literary art skills to bring awareness about mental health and other topics. Therefore, whether I'm singing, speaking, or writing, it is my desire that my words will be melodic, just like music to your ears. Welcome to LLG. That's me, Lisa L. Gilliam's Random But Real Podcast. It's summertime, well, at least for me, it is. And I do believe that everyone should have a work-life balance, have some rest, relaxation, and rejuvenation. And that's what LLG's Random But Real Podcast will be doing We will have our last segment today, June 29th, 2022, and hope to return back by September. However, we do have some big things happening this summer, and so you might hear or see one or two segments in between during the summer. For that reason, I do advise you to go ahead and follow or subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss out when we announce the big news. Um, Until that time, we'll see you uh, later on in the year. Enjoy your summer, um, the month of July and August, and we look forward to seeing you in September. Have a great one. Please, as always, you can hit us up or contact Lisa www.lisalgilliam.com email onesingingladies at gmail.com or Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and TikTok at the numeral one singing lady, so one singing lady look forward to uh, being in contact with you over the summer and let us know how much you enjoy the podcast on my website Hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition of LLG's Random But Real. I'm your host, Lisa Gilliam, otherwise known as One Singing Lady. And I'm really glad to be in your presence, or at least your listening presence. And today I have my friend, Rock Lancaster, on the show with me. Rock, say hello to the people. Uh, Good evening, everybody. Uh, Good to be here. Great. We're going to hope that my internet that's been really shoddy lately does not act up. And hopefully, I don't know, it's looking a little funny. So give me a second. Let me try the ethernet cord. We'll see if that works. And hopefully we won't have to do another retake. (laughs) Say something else, Brock. Okay. Well, in fact, while you're doing that, I'll just give a brief introduction introduction about myself. Um, So my name is Brock Lancaster. And for the most part, I'm a technical problem solver. Now, essentially what that means is I can solve most problems, both technical and mechanical, uh, where you're one of those situations where there isn't a standard operating procedure or any kind of instruction manual. And like, even if your troubleshooting guide, you know, stops working for whatever reason, or there's nothing in there after you basically at your wits end, I'm the guy that everybody calls. So by trade, I'm an electrician, but I also do videography, music production, um, also do studio work. And um, that's that's about uh, it in a nutshell. I do many different things, but that's probably uh, the biggest part of what I do. Absolutely. And just so you know, like it lets me know. And some reason you cut out in the beginning part, like right where you said troubleshooting. So if you want to repeat that part again, before you then so that everybody can hear you. 
Yeah, absolutely. So um, as I said, uh, my name is Brock Lancaster. Um, I'm a technical problem solver. Um, <laughs> and what I do is I solve most problems, whether they're mechanical or technical. And there's really no situations where there's no standard operating procedure, no type of instruction manual, or let's say like if a troubleshooting guide uh, doesn't really tell you everything you need to know. I'm the guy that everybody calls when they get into that situation. And so by trade, I'm an electrician, but I also do videography work, music production, and I do studio work. Awesome. And I apologize for my sneeze. You all have no problem. this podcast. There's no mute button. So it's funny <laughs> that my title is Random But Real. So we really do keep it random but real on this show, y'all. So you already know you've been hanging with me for a few months. And um, that's awesome. So, yes, technical problem solver. I think Indeed. I like that the title of the show. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny. So I always quiz Brock. I don't know. He has a very um, brilliant mind. He remembers a lot of things <laughs> that I know. And you said we met actually when, Brock? I know how we met. We met by our mutual friend, Sonia Paz, who was also a vocalist and lawyer. Yep. Um, what year was that, Brock? Um, that might have been 2006, 2007, somewhere in there. Okay. All right. So somewhere in the middle of 2000, I know it was after my CD, my first CD, Past the Present, came out in 2004 and I know it was after that because Sonia was um she was one of the artists that I used to have at a monthly event called Fourth Friday's Praise Festival yeah. um and Brock was there as well he's always very helpful <laughs> I'll put it that way but one of the things that we have um that we have banter a lot of banter and we talk a lot about like relationships um which has kind of been funny maybe somewhat heated conversations but not in a, a bad way. We listen to each other. Um, I can always depend on him to give me <laughs> some type of male perspective on something Indeed. and vice versa. And sometimes I'm just like, oh, come on, bro. <laughs> we got to <laughs> do better. But, you know, we come away still friends, you know, go back to our corners and then <laughs> come away still friends. But it definitely is good to have a friend that you're able to shoot things off of and, and kind of see from a different perspective. And so uh, last year, well, I don't actually know what year it was, but one year on Facebook, I had, um, uh, you know, I put different information up or quotes or, um, you know, random but real sayings. And in my memories, um, I guess it was probably last week, this came up. And so I just wanted to talk about this real quick. Um, the statement was desiring. I made the statement, actually. It was my statement. Desiring something you can't or should not have is one of the worst feelings in the world. However, conquering the desire of wanting such thing and no longer giving it much or any thought at all feels better than anything in the world. Agree or disagree. Lost in my thoughts. And I thought it was a good, like, you know, starter pop, you know, question for today's show. So what do you think? Do you need to read it again? Just one more time to make sure I understand what it is that you're saying. Okay. Desiring something you can't or should not have is one of the worst feelings in the world. However, conquering the desire of wanting such thing and no longer giving it much or any thought at all feels better than anything in the world. Do you agree or disagree? I would absolutely agree with that. Tell me why. Okay, so I can think just with my own personal experiences, there was a time in my life when I really wanted to be married. 
uh, more than anything else in the world. Yet I was not ready um, for in terms of maturity, in terms of financially, all around. I was not ready. Um, but because I was missing so many other things in my life, um, that was like the one thing I wanted more than anything else. I was just really almost heartsick over wanting a wife some kind of way. And, wow. and then, um, as time progressed, I started to, um, get a handle on different things. Like even like with my career where just basically, um, you know, becoming an electrician has, you know, basically helped me with that because now I'm in something that's a lot more interesting that's building me from the inside out, you know, because I really, at that time, I really thought that a wife was all I needed to make me happy. And, mm. um, you know, if I would have just rested all on that, eventually I'm sure that if, you know, we were to divorce or break up and never make it to the altar or what have you, that would basically crush me. And, um, like you said, that's the worst feeling in the world. And ever since I've like, you know, done some really good things for myself and have achieved a lot of things since then, um, you know, being somebody's husband is something I still want, but it is not the thing that's going to, um, make me happy or sad at this point. And how long ago was that, that you felt that like, you know, the real push that you felt, you know, how many years, like, like 10 years ago, five years ago? Uh, what, when I was in that state of where I just wanted a wife more than anything else? Yes. Yeah, I, I would say that must have been about maybe 12, 13 years ago. Okay. All right. So a lot of maturity over the years. Yes. And I guess I've known you about mm -hmm. <laughs> almost that, that time. I don't know. I felt like it might have been 2005, but somewhere between five and seven. So, yes. okay. Mm -hmm. All right. It's still been a, a long time mm -hmm. um, <laughs> that we've been in each other's lives. Whether, like we'll fall off and then one day, you know, Brock will be like, hey, Lisa, or I might send him a message like, hey, Brock, what's going on? And then we end up talking yes. um, about a whole bunch of topics for hours. <laughs> on and he's a good friend, though. Very good friend. Um, if you all listen to my show previously, my new one um, dropped uh, was a June 15th. And the one prior to that, I actually shared with you all how I had COVID. I believe in getting credit where credit's due. Rock did check on me. He actually even blessed me. He went to the store, you know, helped me financially. I appreciate that. I know you're not the type that really likes all the shout outs and accolades. But again, I believe getting credit where credit is due. Some people didn't even check on me the entire time. And I was out for two weeks, y'all, because it got me. Um, I was mild. I didn't have to go to the hospital. However, uh, because I had pre-existing conditions such as asthma, diabetes, like it took longer to kind of get out of my system. And I'm still coughing. Weeks later, I'm negative. Let's put that out there. Thank God for that. Um, and I thank God that I was vaccinated and boosted. I think that plays a part um, as to why it wasn't worse. But I just want to publicly say thank you, Brock, for being my friend and checking on me and looking out for me. Um, Absolutely. You know, it's one thing to want. He was like, do you need anything? I didn't, thank God, need anything. I just wanted some. And shoot, Milo's tea needs to give me a shout out for calling him <laughs> out. But I wanted some Milo's tea. And they only sell it in, in this area at the food line. And I, I couldn't go to the food line. And then they don't deliver. So I couldn't get it. And I was like, I just really want some. And he was willing to go <laughs> pick that up for me. So thank you again. <laughs> Absolutely. My pleasure. Um, so what else do you think? Um, let's talk about what we can. Well, we'll talk. We'll stay on relationships for a second. Then we'll sure. go to the music thing. OK. So now that you have different desires and we do y'all talk about like the guys. Well, for me, guys, I like for him, females he likes. 
um, our types. Some people, sometimes it's people that we each other know, <laughs> and we talk about that too. So, what do you think now is the difference? You know, outside of you becoming the electrician and really being able to, you know, do what you're passionate about as far as work. What's different now that you know now your desire, even though it's still to be married, is not you know the same way that it was. 12, 13 years ago. What else has changed to to kind of put things in perspective for you? Well, it's like, yeah, it's like right now I have a vision for my wife, for my family, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. for where I want to be, uh, um, you know, when we get married. And it's basically um, the kind of thing where I have this thought out. I have this planned out. I have uh, something that she can work with. I have a vision that she can fertilize, that she can sow into something that she can take hold of and help me achieve. Okay. So, so where does her vision fall in this? Oh, well, that's one of the things, one of the reasons why when you're in this dating or courtship thing, you know, mm -hmm. you're, you're, you're dating with a purpose. You're not just dating to be dating. And right. so you talk about these things um, up front in this, in this dating process. So that way, you know, uh, if if her vision and my vision are going to line up with each other and it doesn't have to be the exact same thing, but it's like if she can see where her vision fits into my vision. OK, then um, then it could be something that works because it, and, and you know, you have to kind of ask all these um, um, very pointed questions like, you know, what do you think about money? What do you think about spirituality? What do you think about discipline and what do you think about raising kids and that sort of thing? Um, mm -hmm. and, and those are important things to, to, to think about because it's like, okay, if my vision is this and her vision is that, you know, we're going to know pretty quickly whether or not we're going to be compatible. Why do you think people don't, I agree with you, first of all, and, uh, you, I can't, I can't announce the big news yet, but it's great news coming, but okay. you'll see while I agree. I think the questions are super, super important. And yes. I've noticed that either people are afraid to find out the answers or the response. Absolutely. That's what I've seen. But what do you think is the reason why guys or women don't ask those poignant questions that you're talking about when quote unquote courting, or, you know, if you want to use the terminology dating, I know it's different for those of us who Christian beliefs, but let's just for the sake of the show, say they're synonymous. Um, why do you think that the questions aren't asked? Well, we always want to put our best foot forward when we're in a new situation, whether you're meeting somebody, whether you're applying for a job. And it's almost like, um, for lack of a better way to put it, chosen ignorance. You want to kind of turn your head away mm -hmm. from the situation um, because it's like, I'm afraid, like if, I, if, if I'm interested in you and I ask you, how are your finances? I'm afraid mm -hmm. that I'm going to turn you off before I had a chance for you to get to know me. <laughs> okay. And so I don't want to, I don't want to break the deal even before, you know, I, 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 whether or not, you know, I want you to like me before I start asking those kinds of questions. And right. I'm always under pressure to not say the wrong thing to turn you off and run you off from me. Right. And I, I totally understand that. And finances is a big one, right? Yes. Like a lot of people have, I mean, even marriages break up because of that. However, you, you, that's like something you have to ask. Like, you know, I've struggled. I still struggle. And mm -hmm. I'm pretty much an open book about my stuff. But I have a well, you know, a consistent 
paying job. Yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I am I'm gainfully employed. Mm-hmm. I um, you know, I'm doing what I need to do and, and getting great evaluations in the type of work that I do and growing from that work that I, I do. And mm-hmm. I'm still helping people. Although I'm not a counselor anymore, I do still have a position where I'm able to help and so into the lives of young people and also, you know, um, co-workers, whether it's as transition teacher or restorative approaches, site coordinator, and both are very important to me. I love the work I do. However, I realized I actually forgot my train of thought, Rock, but <laughs> I told you random or real, y'all. Yes. <laughs> but I, I think that um, a lot of times people are, like you said, one, yes, afraid of the response, but you have to be willing at some point early on to have that conversation. One of the things that we learn in restorative practices or restorative approaches, we talk a lot about being mindful and being present. And I know that plenty of people are not mindful or present when you hear um, negative things about people's credit (laughs) and their credit score. It's really hard to kind of be like, yeah, how are you doing? And they're fine, but they have like a 500 credit score Mm -hmm. or 400. And like, you really can't get a lot of stuff these days with that. You almost, you know what I'm saying, need to have somebody else in your life to help rebuild it or you got to really get on your game to rebuild it because everything, unfortunately, in this world revolves around credit. Mm -hmm. So that is a difficult question, I think, for couples to have or people that are in relationship. But like, when do you have that conversation? Because I'd be honest, if I met somebody I was really, really feeling them, and they decided to wait until after they proposed to tell me, you know, my credit's not really good or I really don't have a, a job. I'm still, you know, doing that. Whatever it is, I think I would be a little upset that they didn't, they weren't more forthcoming. So when do you think it's appropriate to have those types of questions, especially around finances and employment? Is, is what I call the second stage. So the first stage is like when you're just getting to meet someone, you're getting to know them, you find out where they live, where they work, uh, what their interests and hobbies and that sort of thing. And mm-hmm. then in those in those series of meetings, whether it's, you know, four or five dates, if you will, and then you realize, OK, I really like this person. This is somebody who I think that I can spend the rest of my life with. Um, then once we get to the second stage, after we, we put it out there, put our feelings out and say, Hey, this is how I feel about you. I really want to marry you at some point. If, as long as, you know, we continue to, as we continue to learn about each other and think things keep going in a positive direction. Mm -hmm. Um, and then then once you get to that point and the other person is on the same page with you, then, you know, maybe you can have another date or a couple more dates after that. But then you're in that stage where now you have to start talking about the less, pleasant things, things that are more difficult, where we're talking about past relationships and past situations and past baggage and, uh, and that money. Oh, right. And that money. Yes. That part. Absolutely. So do you think that you be a technical problem solver that you approach your relationships the same way? Uh, yes, yeah, sometimes I do. Um, I, I wouldn't say I do that all the time, but let's okay. say if I see that, you know, something is bothering her. I want to, mm-hmm. I, I want to fix it. And I, and I think mm-hmm. most, most guys want to fix it. Yeah. 
Yes. And it's like, you know, one thing that I had to learn, you know, through a couple of different like, relationships is that if like if if my friend, you know, comes to me, you know, she's crying or just is, is upset about something. Sometimes she just wants me to listen and not so much wants me to try to fix it because I want to give her a hug. Yes. Because like, like in, time, in times past is like, you know, why do you keep venting to me if we're not going to do something about it? You know, let's we, we can fix this right now and you won't. And, and it, you know, you'll be happy about it. Right. You know, so. Mm. But, but that was no. one of those things I had I, I had to learn. So so it's I'm like right. So I'm not in a technical headspace all the time. But you know, it's it's like we can only operate from what we know and where we are until we learn. And what you're willing to learn. And what we're okay. willing to learn, absolutely. I say, and um, you know, that you're a product of your environment unless you decide to change. So Indeed. yes, we are products of our environment. But once we know information, mm -hmm. we can choose to, to do something different or we can choose to stay where we are. Yep. But sometimes people stay stuck, and me included, for a minute. It takes some time to get out of the the known and then travel into the unknown. You know yeah, what I mean? Like sure. you were saying, you're a fixer. And so if that's what you, you're used to doing, it's hard probably for you to not do that. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's yeah. what you're used to doing. So, right. Because yeah. it's, it, it's like, you know, if, 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 you know, some young lady tells me I accidentally ripped the towel bar off, off, off my bathroom wall. Hey, I can go over there, fix it. Or you, let's say, you know, my battery's dead. I need to do battery. I can go over there, fix it. Problem solved. And, right. But, but, you know, when, <laughs> when, you know, when you're upset about something to happen at work, okay, now I kind of feel a little bit powerless because I really can't fix that. Maybe or maybe not. Maybe. I think exactly. It's just yeah, you have to tap into it, but yes. it takes longer. It's not going to be like your quick fix. Right. It, it may take a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. um, and and I would just a caveat for the guys who are listening that if you take the time to really, really hear your lady's heart, you will get so much further in that relationship. Ask her what she wants. It's okay. Again, one of the things with restorative is that just it's okay to um to find out information to there are questions that we ask to, to try to get you to go deeper um, and, you know, just not be so surface. I think a lot of people are very surface in relationships and, you know, don't want to deal with conflict, don't want to have any issues. But last I check, if you're alive, there's going to be conflict at some point. So I think it's better to find ways to deal with it uh, than not, you know, to just avoid it or going about your business. And that may mean that you disagree. Or agree to disagree. Right. But have the conversation. Absolutely. Communication is so pivotal um, in any relationship. So how do you feel about like communication? Like what if someone, your your lady or whatever said something that you didn't necessarily agree with or like? Do you own up to it and say it right then? Do you wait a day or two? Do you go calm down or leave, leave the house or you know, leave the restaurant or wherever y'all are. How do you handle um, communication disagreements? I'm not even going to call them arguments. <laughs> right. Okay. So in terms of growth, you know, a place where I had to grow to was a place where I had to realize that everyone has their viewpoint or their side of the story. And True. so if somebody says something about me um, that I don't agree with or may not even be accurate, that's still what their perception is. Mm -hmm. And I'm okay with you having the wrong perception about me if we can talk about it and get to the bottom of it. But if I say, let's say, um, no, that's not what the, what it is. Let me tell you what it is. And she said, no, 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 that's exactly what it is. Well, <laughs> then, you know, we're not really communicating. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you, you know, if, if, if uh, we talk this out, 
and we still don't come to terms of what we thought it was or what I what I think it is versus what she thinks it is, um, mm -hmm. then we either have to revisit it or we just have to put it aside and move on. Okay. Um, and it also depends on how important that thing is, because let's just say if I say something that hurts your feelings and you say I was intentionally trying to hurt your feelings, I said, no, 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 that's just basically, you know, I wasn't even thinking about your feelings when I said that, you know. <laughs> and so um, then you know, that could also wrong. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, but... wait, wait, let's pause because that would be a point. Y'all, they're listening. That he and I would start disagreeing about. <laughs> right, like, and that, and that's where. So and, right, and, and and that's where I was going to because then it starts another <laughs> fire, you know, that I didn't <laughs> intend to start. And over time, you know, it's like the hole keeps getting deeper and deeper and deeper. And I'm yeah. like, you know, can we just, you know, hit the reset button on this thing? Um, but if she's going to keep fuming and uh, getting fired up and everything, and I'm just trying to um resolve this it ends up being a point where i just got to walk away well okay because, but, are you walking, but you will talk about it first before you make that decision well what i'm saying is like at some point you know sometimes it's been my experience that when you get somebody upset every single thing you say sets them off mm. and the only thing you can do is just walk away from the situation because even if you say have a nice day oh you're just being sarcastic you know you can't you can even say, I'm sorry. No, you didn't really mean you're just saying it because I'm upset. And so the only thing you can do is just step away from the situation till everything kind of calms down. Okay. But as long as you're not good, because I think that some people step away from the situation and then that's it. <laughs> like, yeah. they're not even willing to try. Like, there's a way to fight and fight fair, mm -hmm. you know, and then not just, I don't think you should just roll at the first sign of whatever. Well, yeah. it's, it's it's like with some a lot of people who've been married who've been married for several years. One thing they all share with me is that when you have um, a quote unquote argument, or let's say what they call intense fellowship, sometimes <laughs> is that they have what they call rules of engagement. And okay. so, if you have a grievance or whatever, and you want to express that, as long as you don't say nothing about my mama, you know, you say your mama raised you that. As as long as you leave my mama out of it, you know, <laughs> then we can talk about it. And so I think everybody has like their hot button things, their um, those triggers. And yeah. um, if in the rules of engagement, we say, OK, please don't hit this trigger. Don't hit that trigger. Let's just talk about what the situation is, what's right. Not so much about who's right or, or, or what somebody did. OK, that's fair. And that's so fair. I've, I've never had to deal with that situation, but I did. You know, that, that was like some very good nuggets some very good information that was shared with me. Um, as far as like how to uh, um, come to a solution when you do have one of those arguments. Okay. I think that just understanding that everybody handles things different. Like I'm the type of person confront me. Yes. Don't walk away from me before we get this out. Like I want to get it out as soon as possible because then mm -hmm. I can't sleep, eat or whatever right. until <laughs> I you know, move forward or get it off my chest. It yes. like literally is my spirit. Mm -hmm. But I understand... I don't know what type of guys I was dealing with, but most of them didn't want to <laughs> have the conversation. They were like, I don't want to talk about that right now. Yeah. I just, I, you know, they would definitely, they were avoidant and I don't deal well with avoided behavior. I understand that some people are non-confrontational, but all confrontation is not bad. Right. But, that, you know, go on. But, but I, I would say in situations like that, where the guy walks away more mm -hmm. often than not is because you're really not communicating. It's like if the woman's going, yeah, 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 and the guy can't even, you know, catch up. You know, if if you're talking faster than what he can think, you know, then then his ability to think and process, he's going to shut down on you. 
And well, I didn't say walk away. I said avoid it. Well, Meaning but, but, they, yeah. they don't they just shut down and don't have a conversation. Right. Can, that's because they're anticipating that that's what the conversation is going to be. Unfortunately. Yeah, and unfortunately with me, Brock, if you do that, that's where the conversation goes. If you sure. stay there and you actually talk to me, mm -hmm. then it doesn't have to go there. Right. <laughs> so but, but you get worked out of me when you walk away, when mm -hmm. you are not willing to have the conversation. Um, and it really wasn't about Mm, I'm just trying to see how much, how far I want to actually share. It was more so that they were not like, okay, I'll take this. I am very organized mm -hmm. and very, I'm, I'm very prepared. I don't like the unknown yep. or the not knowing. Mm -hmm. And also if I've asked you to do something and you say, yes, you're going to do it. I know you're not going to do it in my time. But usually if I've asked you to do it, time is of the essence. So if I see you like taking 50 days, three days to do something that, you know, was important, like there was a deadline and you haven't gotten back to me to say, hey, I'm not able to do it. Or you're just like waiting last minute. That's probably going to spark a disagreement or argument out of me because it was only going to, whatever had to be done was only going to affect me. It wasn't going to affect you. Like I was going to have to actually, I'll use this example. Um, I was going to have to get a ticket. I would, would have gotten a ticket if certain things weren't done so I could park in a certain place when I went to go visit a certain person. Mm -hmm. And I got a warning, I think twice. Mm -hmm. And you had to like get something either from like a visitor's thing, some type of visitor's tag or whatever. And so, but that had to be taken care of at the NBA, not, it wasn't just like general. So I ended up having to do it myself. And I was just like, but the person said they were going to do it, but I only had a certain amount of time to do it. And because I didn't live near where it had to be done somewhere where I didn't live, it's going to take me extra time to schedule to make sure that I got to the NBA to be able to handle this thing that the person said they were going to do. So yes, that was frustrating for me. Mm -hmm. It didn't have to be done in my time, but the thing is, were you going to pay my ticket if I got a ticket? Right. No, <laughs> they weren't going to pay my ticket. So if you, you know, if you couldn't do it or you didn't want to do it, then just say no, or tell me that you changed your mind instead of kind of leaving me hanging. Mm -hmm. You know, that's all like I'm very, I'll ask questions. And if something changes, then just let me know. But a lot of times I realize that people don't let people know. Like today with us, right? I was supposed to do something. And with you, like this, we had a set time that we were supposed to record. And then something else came up. And as soon as I found out that the possibility of something changed, I informed you mm -hmm. just out of respect because right. your time is valuable too. Mm -hmm. And you could have been like, nah. <laughs> I can't do it, da da da. Yeah. Which is why I wasn't telling you that we could do da da da. I gave options, and then you let me know what your options were. That to me is communicating. Mm -hmm. But some people don't even pick up the phone, text, inbox, like all these ways that we have to communicate now. Although I I would prefer some more than others. Um, they won't even do that. Why do you think that is? Why are people so insensitive or not caring about other people's time? Uh, because, um, not everybody, everybody has a different appreciation for lack of a better way to put a different appreciation of a particular timeline. For instance, let's say like 
I go to lunch the other day, went, went to lunch down at, at uh, 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 maybe um, maybe a half a block away from where I work. I have a strict 30 minute lunch break policy where it's like, I can't leave until 11. I got to be back in the door at 1130. And so I went to this little restaurant to place my order. And now, you know, this is lunchtime rush. So you would think that the people inside the restaurant know that we got to get the food out to these construction workers uh, Mm -hmm. so they can get back to work. Right. And so, and, and the place was very crowded. So I get that. Um, that there was a lot going on in there and, and, and things were just spinning at a high pace. But what happened was that my food came out of the oven in a very timely manner. It was prepared, it came in a very timely manner, but it sat on the counter behind oh. the cashier uh, for almost like 10, 15 minutes. And oh, wow. so the cashier even moved my food out of the way to put more food on the counter as it was coming out of the oven. And yeah. the cashier standing there still steadily taking orders from this long line of people. And so I'm thinking to myself, you know, you're more concerned about bringing in these new customers, but you're not taking care of the customers who've already paid for the food and they're standing here waiting. And so, you know, I took a lot of offense to that, but then at the same time, you know, you have to understand, well, you know, don't have to understand, but what happens is that, you know, he wasn't necessarily, the cashier wasn't necessarily trying to be insensitive as far as our time frame or as far as our, 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 our lunch hour time. Um, but, um, as far as he was concerned, he was, he had to choose between what was most important. And in Mm. my opinion, he got that wrong, but he had to make a judgment call. You know, do I take the people who were standing in line to help them not stand in line so long? Or do I take care of these hungry people who were sitting, you know, at at, at the tables waiting for the food? Mm. And so even though, even though the damage was real and the effect was real and, 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 and the effect, um, made everybody angry that was not really the intention of that, that, that guy working behind the counter at the restaurant. He was just doing what he thought was right at that particular time. Good analogy. I'll mm-hmm. take that. Yeah. Well, you know, we're not <laughs> saying so it's, accept- we're not saying it's acceptable, but I don't think it was intentional. I got you. I got yeah. you two mm-hmm. very different words and, exactly. and very different mindsets. So now I didn't want to know, did you make it back on time? Um, yeah. So by the time, so I just basically cut the line and I'm saying, Hey, there's my food right there. Can I have it? And he's like, oh, yeah, let me serve it to you at the table. I said, no, no, I need you to put it in the bag because I need to take it back into the office, you know, back onto the construction site. And so right. not, I made it back on time, but I basically had to eat my sandwich while I had mm-hmm. tools in my hand. Uh, well, but, but I mean, it was OK because that's just, you know, that's, that's the way it goes sometimes, you know. That is true. That's my life every day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I went out today to get some, some lunch and I, I did, you know, I made it back, mm-hmm. but I had to uh, I had to eat while I was working. Yeah. So. We are almost like actually done for today. Is this something that you wanted to say? Any stories or anything that you wanted to share that we didn't cover? Because um, basically this ended up being talking about dating with the techno- technical problem solver. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, not really, because like, um, you know, I know we talk about like, you know, sometimes we talk about maybe this has to be in another podcast episode. Um, but like a lot of times you and I had talked, you know, we talk about like, we you know, what somebody looks for in a particular bait, um, how do they get from where they are then to where they are now? Um, mm-hmm. Because like, you know, people look at me and they say, you know, you must be, you know, they look at me and they think I'm like some kind of unicorn or dinosaur or some kind of uh, imaginary creature uh, because like I have no children, no drama, no diseases, got good credit, good income, nice vehicle, got my own place. 
Um, you know, I got a professional career, make decent money. And people say, well, why aren't you married? You know, there's got to be something wrong here. You know, and, and maybe that's something we need to tackle if, in a future episode. Because I'm sure that even though people do call me this unicorn, I'm sure I'm not alone in this where there are many other people who are really on top of their game, but not married. Well, there's quite a few, and I've actually counseled some of them. So oh, okay. <laughs> you are correct. You're absolutely correct. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, if people wanted to get in touch with you, did you want to share any, any contact information on the show? Um, actually, contact the show. That, that's what I would okay. say at this point. Because okay. I, I don't have anything structured or set up right now in terms of that. Um, because most people contact me by word of mouth. Um, and, okay. and, and it keeps me busy. So, Okay. So you all can find me, um, lisalgilliam.com. You can leave a message there. Um, especially if you like the podcast, then there's um, a, a, what you call it, a page where you can actually leave your comments. And then you can follow me um, on Twitter, TikTok one uh what's that facebook or instagram at the number one one singing lady at gmail.com that's the email if you want to contact me there but one singing lady on all of the social media um sites as well as i'm on linkedin as well so you can find me all over the internet or you can just type in lisa gilliam and i'll show up and if you are interested in getting in touch with brock let me know just send me a message and i will make sure that he receives that message Thank you all so much for listening. Thank you, Brock, for being on the show. And, Thank you. It's been um, an honor to be here. <laughs> it's always a pleasure um, to just, you know, shoot the breeze with you, my friend. <laughs> Absolutely. And we'll be in touch soon. You all have a good night. One singing lady out. Please note any comments made on this LLG Random But Real podcast by myself, Lisa One Singing Lady Gilliam, or my guests are our own views. They are not to be made or determine an actual professional or in lieu of an actual professional. If you relate to any of the topics, please seek professional help, contact a therapist, a psychologist, any other mental health professional, or if it's an emergency, please call 911. Thank you so much for tuning in.